One of the things that I'm actually attempting to monitor on this channel is the potential increase for labeling certain criminal suspects mentally ill, thus mentally unfit for trial, thus the perception from the population that they're escaping consequences. For instance, there was a very famous video during the COVID-19 pandemic of a guy who was put into a nursing home in Michigan who filmed himself doing boxing training by punching an elderly man in the head. Now, you might remember this video, you might not. I will link to a news article of this video in the description of this video so you can see it for yourself, but for obvious reasons, I'm not going to show it here. Well, that guy actually ended up being found mentally unfit for trial, which was wrongly reported by people in the right-wing media as the charges just being dropped randomly, even though he was specifically confined to a facility for the mentally ill where he's not allowed to live. So I stated in that specific case, you know what? I'm fine with it. I'm actually okay with that guy who seems like he had a bunch of screws loose being confined to a psych ward rather than being put on trial and the whole argument related to that. However, we're also seeing that even when certain people who are not mentally ill enough to be deemed unfit go to trial, a trend of woke juries, if you want to call them that, deciding not to convict on obvious charges. And a perfect example of this is the story we're going to talk about today, which is a San Bernardino sheriff's deputy who was attacked by a man. It's on video. And yet it appears that the jury just refused to convict. Now, there was actually some really good lawyering in this case with one particular charge. So I have to give credit where credit is due. But as I break down this case, what was charged and what was ultimately not convicted, you'll realize that there is definitely something suspicious going on with certain juries in the United States of America. But before we get into that, this video is sponsored, so let me toss it for the ad read, then I'm going to come back over here, and you want to stay tuned for what's on the other side. Before going out and spending a ton of money on expensive anti-aging creams and or serums, what you should do is check out if collagen loss is your problem, because adding collagen to your diet can improve your skin elasticity and that youthful glow better than almost anything on the market. This is one of the reasons why I am happy to be partnered with healthwithjustice.com where you can try our top formulation of collagen powder you take it daily and you just notice the strengthening of your hair your skin and your nails and if you go over to healthwithjustice.com for this month you can get 53% off plus additional bonuses that are available to those who go to healthwithjustice.com that's healthwithjustice.com healthwithjustice.com it just feels a little sideways. Despite strong video evidence, a jury acquitted a man accused of beating and shooting at a San Bernardino County Sheriff deputy back in 2019. Now, they opened this news segment by showing you some of the video in the background. Now, I'm going to have to redact huge portions of it due to the fact that YouTube will age-restrict this video, then they'll suppress this video, but I've linked the entire local news segment, which has these clips in the description of this video, if you want to check them out. But for my podcast listeners, for all of you, I will say it is a video of the suspect beating the female deputy in question and what should be an open and shut, clear and obvious case that should prove him guilty. A former San Bernardino County Sheriff's deputy is shocked after a jury acquitted the man charged with her attempted murder. Our Inland Empire Bureau Chief Rob McMillan has more on the defense's claim that she wasn't lawfully performing her duties prior to the attack. At first glance, the video might seem crystal clear. A suspect punching a San Bernardino County Sheriff's deputy several times, stealing her gun, and then firing as she runs away from him. 
However, a jury has found Ari Young not guilty of both attempted murder and assault with a firearm on a peace officer. The jury apparently didn't even have enough evidence to find him guilty of resisting arrest, battery on a peace officer, or even for removing the firearm. On those charges, the jury hung. Now, I left in the portion of the video where this suspect was, in fact, firing the gun after the police officer, the sheriff's deputy, ended up fleeing the situation after he punched her in the face repeatedly and clearly and obviously on video assaulted her because I think it's crucial for you guys to understand the angle that they had, how clear and obvious this was that this person did in fact do this, and here all the charges that were either not guilty convictions or here the charges that resulted in a hung jury, which clearly and obviously makes me think that something is wrong, something is dangerous, something is afoot here because we have overwhelming evidence that this man did do, he did commit the crime, and for them to not even secure a conviction on him taking the firearm from the officer, completely unacceptable in any circumstance related to this case, and then nothing. It's a hung jury. What was your first reaction when you got that news? Disbelief. Megan McCarthy suffered several injuries in the attack. It happened on September 4th, 2019. McCarthy responding to a 911 call about a domestic disturbance at a home in Victorville involving Ari Young, who experts say suffers from schizophrenia. I will give the caveat that some people looking at this case, some people looking at this video, could easily come to a different conclusion. For instance, if you're Rayshad Ritchie and you're looking at this case and you see a woman being beaten by a black man, you might think that this woman is in fact a Karen and thus deserved what she got. Full background on this Karen. The Karenicity is unbelievable. Put up the picture. We got her name, where she works, her boss. And she should probably have her husband doxxed and her employer doxxed so that she can no longer have a job. That's probably where you are if you're Rayshad Ritchie. If you're Emma Vigeland, you might think that this woman was just fake crying, fake calling for help. This wasn't an urgent situation. What was your first reaction when you got that news? Disbelief. But but yeah, I mean, the white woman uh, fake crying thing, I, I could do it too, but uh, like, uh, and then you just turn it off. Um, it's, mm-hmm. but it, it, <laughs> it's convenient. Like, just because somebody who's mentally disturbed beats the living crap out of you, takes your gun from you, and then fires it at you as you flee from them doesn't mean that you should try to get this person arrested. Obviously, that was a man in crisis. Obviously, that was a man who needed help. And obviously, the woman should have learned some de-escalation training. She should have de-escalated as the fist was flying to her face and just taken the beating because that's what good, kind, honorable people do in our society as i'm walking up to the front door of that house i see the front door open and out comes the male the suspect and he's followed by the woman i'm assuming is the reporting party and she has a knife in her hand i walk around behind him and i put his hand to the small of his back just tell him you know relax it's okay what's going on just to pat down his pockets for weapons and that set him off and began the assault I turn and I run, and I run for the nearest cover I can find, which happened to be a bush, and I hear a gunshot go off, and I knew he was shooting at me. So, the scenario goes like this. They call the police because they're schizophrenic relative, and again, it is a serious mental illness. It does have consequences, and all of that is running amok in the household. It's so bad that the woman who called 911 is actually wielding a knife 
because she believes that this person is a dangerous individual. And just like the prophecy foretold, it was fulfilled. And when this officer shows up to the scene and she tries to detain the suspect to question further, he completely goes off, starts beating her, starts viciously attacking her, obviously bruising her up. Then he takes her gun to, again, just prove how dangerous he is and fires upon her as she flees. And you can actually hear her calling for help. You can hear other people shouting, trying to get some kind of assistance. And it should be the most obvious case of somebody attacking a police officer. If you want to say, sure, fine, whatever, the guy was in a mental health crisis, then he should have been deemed unfit for trial and moved to a facility where he could be incarcerated for treatment. But that's not what happened. They said that this guy was sane enough for trial, and yet he was found not guilty. That's when other deputies respond, shoot the suspect, and take him into custody. A good portion of the incident caught on camera. Now, the other deputies respond, they do shoot this person. Now, some people, by the way, on the internet.com will label this the shooting of an unarmed black man in mental health crisis because at the beginning of the interaction, he actually was unarmed. I mean, he eventually armed himself with the cop's gun, but as we've been told time and time again, that doesn't count. That doesn't mean anything. If you're actively trying to arm yourself with the cop's gun, it probably means that you don't mean any harm or anything like that. Please ignore the fact that he was just blindly firing. No big deal, even though it's caught on video. So some people would automatically presume that he's the victim in this scenario because the police dared shoot somebody who was holding a gun and firing it wildly in a neighborhood after beating up a cop and then taking the gun from her. I mean, honestly, had we checked on whether or not he was actually trying to feed his family? I mean, they called 911 on him. One member of his family appeared to be wielding a knife to defend herself against him. But for all we know, for all we can tell, this man was in crisis, but also trying to feed four starving children in his area, trying to feed his family. What a great guy. What a stunning and brave individual. It does look bad when you look at it at first glance. But defense attorney Raj says because of the location of the bush where the deputy said she ran to get away, he argued that the suspect was not shooting at her. We know exactly where she went, which was due south, and we know where he fired because there's a bullet hole in the garage, which shows he fired northeast, exactly in the direction he was walking, which is completely opposite of where she was. So by the way, even though I think that this case is absolutely ridiculous and absurd, the idea that this guy didn't get convicted of assault makes no sense at all the idea that he didn't even get convicted of taking the officer's gun absolute insanity a hung jury you couldn't figure that one out obviously that is incredibly dubious but i will say this point i actually think is quite clever i think this is good lawyering and as somebody who is interested in the criminal justice system and not just because i want the outcomes that i want but when it's functioning properly i gotta give credit where credit is due that is an excellent defense that this person is just erratic. Essentially, he's making the argument that this guy is so bad at attempted murder that you can't even call it attempted murder. So I actually do understand a well-argued point like that, being able to convince a jury. That being said, the main issue that I have, the primary issue that I have, is the fact that we have this interaction on video, and the only thing the video was good for was for helping him beat one of the charges. He is beating this woman on video. She's screaming for help. She has the bruises. He attacked her. The 911 call is legitimate. This guy was going absolutely crazy. Again, to the point where the woman in the house who ended up calling 911 was wielding a knife in order to defend herself. 
And yet we're just allowing this to be a thing. We're not questioning the jury. We're not examining it. Remember what the left wing says time and time again about how we need to artificially change the composition of the jury for better outcomes. I would be fascinated if this local news report actually went in and told us who was on the jury. What was the makeup of this? Who signed off on this beating and said, ah, you know, I can't even make a decision on some of the charges, but the ones we can make a decision on, totally not guilty. I mean, he's on video taking the police officer's gun. You can see it clear as day. He didn't have a gun. Then he had possession of the officer's gun, so we didn't even need the video to know that that happened. But you know what? You know what we're going to say? We're going to make the case that we can't even decide whether or not he's guilty of taking that firearm. But what about the other charges? Resisting arrest, removing the firearm, and battery on a peace officer. Well, to find someone guilty of those crimes, the law says the person being assaulted had to be lawfully performing their duties. While it might sound like just a technicality to some, Moline argues the deputy did not have reasonable suspicion. The jury instruction that the, the court read to the jury basically says if you want to detain somebody, you have to have a reasonable suspicion that they're involved in criminal activity. And in this case, the issue was, was the initial detention of Mr. Young legal? If it's not, then he's not guilty. No matter, he could punch her a hundred times and it wouldn't matter. I was called to that house. I see a situation where there's a woman in such fear of her life, she is armed with a knife. I have every right to believe that... Maybe he has a weapon. Now, to me, again, this could be down to clever lawyering, but honestly, I think we're in a situation where the jury is being absolutely absurd. She's called to the scenario. It's a domestic scenario. Obviously, there is reasonable suspicion, which is a way lower standard than probable cause to detain and search this individual. And again, the violent assault on her as she's responding to a call should clearly and obviously be assault on a peace officer. On top of that... Even if you're not going to go with the enhancement of assault on a police officer or a peace officer, you should probably, and call me crazy, charge him with assault. This idea, well, oh, he could punch her a hundred times, but if you can argue whether or not he should have been detained, even though, let's be clear about this, he definitely should have been detained, probably arrested for sure, probably should have been in a mental ward, obviously a dangerous individual. That's why 911 was called. Ari Young was found guilty of negligent discharge of a firearm, and because he'd already been behind bars long enough to serve that sentence, was set free. This idea that you can't detain somebody briefly as you search them on a domestic violence call is insane, or the idea that if you are being detained, the potential reasonable response is to beat the ever-loving crap out of a female officer, also just garbage logic. Now, he was in fact convicted, I think I said the opposite earlier, of a negligent discharge for a firearm, however, the sentence for that, because he was in jail awaiting trial, was nothing beyond what he served while in jail awaiting trial. As for McCarthy, she medically retired from the department last year. I can only do what I can do. I'm a human being. I tried to do my job to help this woman, and unfortunately, the suspect's actions dictated the rest, which we all saw. You know, while I am upset, and it is tragic that this is a career-ending incident, and ironically, this female cop was beaten out of the force while trying to help a woman experiencing potential domestic violence, dealing with an unstable, violent individual, I do think it might actually be for the best that she medically retired. San Bernardino's prosecutors obviously let this woman down. They obviously failed her. So get your medical pension, take their money, enjoy your life, and you don't really need to be a police officer in an area that doesn't have your back. 
as these stories progress, as these kind of things tend to happen time and time again, what we're seeing is a thinning out of the future recruitment classes of law enforcement. So we have less people applying, so we have lower quality people being selected because you have a much smaller pool, while at the same time, experienced officers who understand where this is going are retiring. They are leaving the force. People talk about how, oh, we didn't really defund the police. We pulled back funding for a while, but don't worry, we restored it later. But the thing is, when you did that, when you canceled recruiting classes, when officers retired, restoring the dollar amount back to where it was previously, even increasing it from where it was previously, does not undo the damage. You set the tone with these left-wing policies. You set the tone with cases like this, with arguments like this, which aside from the attempted murder charge, which I actually think was incredibly clever, is nonsensical. Obviously, this was a lawful detainment. Obviously, there was reasonable suspicion. Obviously, viciously attacking a woman and taking her firearm on video should lead to a conviction for that assault and for that taking of the firearm because, again, it's on video. And the best they're able to do getting an unlawful discharge of this firearm is really proof positive of how pathetic our system is. I would definitely 100% go out of my way to retry him on those charges to which the jury refused to reach a verdict. I want to see the makeup of the jury. I want to know what's going on in San Bernardino because this kind of thing definitely should not pass. This kind of thing is definitely not sensible. It doesn't work. It's not logical. And it could only lead to worse examples going Going forward and more and more officers realizing that crazy people could beat the crap out of you they could even potentially kill you but you know what they might decide that video evidence ain't good enough in the current political climate and blah 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 don't worry we got a stupid jury that will buy into anything or maybe they're just pro-criminal maybe they just hate them karens as they've been propagandized against white women over the years who knows it doesn't matter we're all good with it. We're supposed to accept it, but I refuse. This is an obvious case. And again, with the exception of the attempted murder charge, which I think was actually argued insanely cleverly, which is ironic because the suspect in this case is in fact insane, there's no basis for not returning convictions on some of these counts, on most of these counts, on nearly all of these counts. But you know what? Those are just my thoughts. If you have disagreements, let me know your wrong opinion down in the comments below. If you like the video, show them by leaving a like. Subscribe for more content. Follow me on all my social media. Support me via the support links in the description of this video. This has been me talking about the insanity in our criminal justice system going forward. Till next time.